0: Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, and tech industries. I am so excited to welcome Jason Sweeting, who he is he is just exuberant, but you'll find out during the interview that energy that comes from him. He's also known as Jay the Trader. Um, He's very serious about trading. He's worked hard, studied the market. He has countless thousands of hours of just being immersed in trading. His knowledge that he has, he's shared with many, many people, obviously himself, but many others, helping them to gain control of their financial life. Jason, I mean, I can go on and on. You've got market proficiencies that include 30-year bond market and S&P 500 futures. You've worked way, way, many, many, many hours to get to where you are at today and find yourself in kind of a very nice place in the trading business. Um, And you find joy sharing that with others. So today our topic is really going to dig into who you are, your background, but really that part of it, which is the coaching and the mentoring and kind of the paying forward of it. So Jason, welcome to the Everyday PM podcast. For those who have not met you yet, please take a brief moment to introduce yourself.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Ann, And thank you, everybody that is listening and watching. I'm so humbled by this opportunity, first and foremost. A little bit about me. The short version is I care. Like, uh, maybe everybody else doesn't, but I do, you know? Uh, and the only thing that makes that true is time. So maybe you're, like, skeptical, but keep on hanging out. You'll find it's true. I just care about people. Uh, the long version is I was a broke musician. I was really good, but I was really broke, you know? <laughs> yeah. And man, you know, I would start in on a crowd. I would go to four flat, so that would be like A flat. And I would start kind of right there, and it would be like, What would you do if I sing out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? And I would go for hours, man. I would start at nine and we wouldn't get up from the piano until two, three in the morning, just wow. singing all your favorite songs. And after I made everybody happy, I would have a tip jar that was full, maybe five, 600 bucks, and I would get paid my little cut from the house or whatever. And I would go home with $750 after working for a little while. But, you know, something happened to me. And what happened was I realized, man, this is not going to be enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> life has a funny way. Tires explode and You know, you got to buy new brake pads. And then people have, you know, your kids are smart. So they have to go on like smart kid field trips and stuff (laughs) like that. And I I just realized that my income wasn't doing it. And so uh, I was on my way to Atlanta one day. And uh, when I got there, a friend of mine wanted to play some golf. And uh, I said, cool, let's go play. I'll swing by and pick you up. So I went by his apartment to pick him up. And when he went, when I went inside, he was brushing his teeth and um on his computer i saw what at the time i called, what are those squiggly lines that was my my question i said what are those squiggly lines he said oh man i'm trading and he brushed his teeth and we got in the car and we <laughs> headed off to go play some golf and yeah. he said yeah either i'm going to make five thousand dollars today or 1700 but either way it's fine let's just go play now i don't feel like watching it anymore that's what he said i don't feel like watching i said uh Man, I have to play a lot of songs to make five thousand dollars. So, <laughs> so I'm not, and then I don't know how you get so cool about five thousand or seventeen hundred. You got to tell me about this. And the friend, he wasn't the kind of kind of spoon He said, "Hey, it's called a bond market. I day trade it. So, if you ever heard of day trading and you ever heard of bonds, that's what I'm doing." Uh, he gave me a book called "Beating the Dow with the Bonds," and okay. that was I uh, needed. And from there, I just started failing until I started succeeding.
0: And it let's talk about that a little bit because it sounds like you had a close friend that was willing to educate you and and bring you into the space that he was doing well in. Was that scary for you? Were you excited about that? And and how was he as a mentor figure for
1: you in that journey? Well, he was a friend, but he wasn't much of a mentor. He okay. was the type of guy. Like you know the uncle that says, "Oh, we'll teach these kids how to swim," and the uncle sure. grabs the kid and throws him in the deep end. Yeah, he's that uncle. That's what happened. You know okay, what I'm saying? It. It's like either he's going to swim or drown, but either way, you know he'll get mm-hmm. it. And uh, that's he wasn't very much of a mentor, but he was a friend. Mm. Um, because I believe that if if someone's willing to put you in a position where even the opportunity of excellence or the opportunity of moving forward or progression. Uh, is is there, then I believe you do, you do have a friend. So I do appreciate the fact that he did that. But uh, my mentorship came with failing. I'll be honest, okay. I uh, read books, and I failed. And I got into the market and failed some more. Did I mention I failed a lot? <laughs> yeah, I failed a whole bunch. And um, I was able in my failing to kind of devise some rules that I trade by. And after failing, I began to succeed and then more success and more success. And truthfully, uh, it's it's a it's a pretty easy concept these days. And so I like to think of it in your terms, like, yeah, because I know it's about project management, but if you're going to take on a business, it's taking on a project, you know, whether it's folding clothes or frying chicken or starting a business, you know, you have steps that you must hit and some steps that if you don't hit them, everything's going to crumble. And you have some spaces where you can put your own personal flair into things, you know? So I think that was the the crux of it for me. It was about me finding my own flair and then being able to offer that to the marketplace that really jettisoned me to the next level.
0: And there's so much synergy in what you just said about what the journey you made and, and project management and program management and I think I bring on a lot of guests here, and, and sometimes it's very obvious what their what their topic is or what their connection is to project management. In this case, you know, you and I had a conversation, and as you were talking through this exact story, I thought there's so much synergy there. And the first point being failing and learning from those failures, very much in project management, as a new project manager, you have to expect to fail a lot before you get better. And that's how we all grow as project managers is we learn from those experiences. We learn from Jason who's done it and you tell me your experiences and I listen to you and learn from your experiences. There's a lot of sharing of these failures between our colleagues, right? That has to go on. And it sounds like you had to do a lot of that yourself. Obviously you said failure like 50 times. So definitely had to do a lot of that yourself in order to get to where you, you are today. And I had to ask you this, you know, failing is hard for some people, Jason, you know, it, it really yeah. is your confidence takes a hit your self-esteem. It could be a number of things that go on mentally, even emotionally, as you encounter these failures, how did you get through that? How did you stay motivated and determined to? be successful at trading?
1: I don't think you can ever get through failing. Mm. I don't think that you get through it. it. It never leaves, right? Yeah. Like we still remember the one that got away. We still, you can remember the boy or girl that told you no for the high school prom right now. If you're listening right now, you can remember that person. <laughs> I'm crying right, right now. No, you I'm might just have All of the yeses but that that when you can remember and that's the way life is, but mm-hmm. I believe that we have to reframe failure. It's not a point to get upset or not a point to get to like it's not to get down and I think for me the way that I frame it in order to proceed is to realize that it'll never stop. Mm-hmm. The moment I stop failing is the moment I've stopped trying. Got it. Uh, yeah. What I like to tell my students is this. I, and we can do this exercise. Are you ready to do a cool exercise? Anna? OK, let's You're do ready? it. I'm ready. Here I'm we go. Ready. Here's the exercise. Uh, how old were you when you first long learned to walk? Oh, gosh.
0: One. Maybe? Were you like I, a year,
1: year and a half? I'm okay. sure. Yeah. Let's go one. OK. And you've been walking since then. Like, yeah, you know, you've never taken a break, have you? OK, good, no. good, good, good. <laughs> now, here's my next. <laughs> here's my next question. Have you recently tripped or stumbled in the last year and a half.
0: Well, how do you define that? Like physically or in uh, other maybe things? Maybe <laughs> there's a crack
1: in the sidewalk. So yeah, of maybe course. there's a crack I in have. the sidewalk. So you stumble. Now, yes. Let me ask you, did you stop walking because you stumbled? No. Good. And that is life. For me, we learn to be. As we go about time being what we are, we can expect to stumble. We don't, because we stumble, we don't stop being what we are. We just keep on going, realizing that stumbling is a part of the package. Failing is a part of the package of success. It's impossible to open the box of success without tearing off the wrapping paper of failure. Mm. And from box to lower box, to smaller box, to smaller box, and I guess it's a holiday metaphor because God knows I love Christmas, but you (laughs) cannot get done getting to success without unwrapping the failure that wraps it, you know, and that's just a part of life. You just yeah. got to appreciate it. You got to get the prettiest failures you can, you know, that's it. That's life.
0: I love that. I love that. So we should never stop failing even in, in project management, yeah. for example. I think to your point, you would then become complacent and Maybe then it's not time to do project management or trading or whatever business you're in at that point. Maybe it's time to switch it up. Um, so I wanted to go through a quote. I share a quote with you that I heard the other day and get your thoughts on it because okay. somebody told me okay. that it's important to remember because I want to get into the business side of, of of Jason, right? Because you have the business side okay. and you have kind of the coaching mentoring sort side of it. But I heard this quote. That was, you know, companies are not given a second chance to be better at their services. I heard this quote mm. from you, mm. <laughs> which I yes. thought was so yeah. great to hear. So, you know, as project managers, yes. we we have a, 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 an important role in that There's, we're always in this place where we don't have people report to us, but we have to get them to provide quality work against the projects we're executing. Right. So. I think to your point in this quote that you told me the other day, which I thought was so brilliant, is we only have that first chance with our stakeholders to make that first impression. And after that, if you make a bad first impression, how are you to then ask them for something later on to contribute to the project and expect them to give it to you in in like the utmost quality and, and whatever. But my point is that, even in project management, that's a really important quote. And then now you're talking about in business how critical that is for your business and other businesses to be successful. So, can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Well, I, I love the fact that you quoted that guy. He's crazy, you know, <laughs> forget about him. <laughs> no, but the truth is, Anne, and everybody that's listening, I want you to understand that you're always in an interview, you're always auditioning. What mm. I've learned. From being a musician, okay, let's put it like this. From being a musician, uh, you've uh, realized that the show really starts when you get off the stage. That's when the show begins. The show truly begins then. Because people love your music, but don't be a bad person because they'll clump you with your art. Have you ever heard the story of a kid that went to get the autograph from their hero artist And the hero artist was a jerk. And now the kid Mm, hates the music. Well, the kid doesn't hate the music. The kid hated the experience. The music was always good, right? And I think as companies, we don't realize, uh, and as project managers, we don't realize that what we're doing is always interviewing when we're around the people who are to consume what it is that we produce. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can have the, I like to say this, uh, ask a lady to marry you. She says, yes. Great. Uh, Tell her that you have a ring for her. Tell her it's the biggest diamond in the world. She'll be happy. Take tell her then in order to get it, it's at the bottom of a cesspool. No longer does she care about the diamond because you put the diamond in a place where she doesn't want to risk getting it. Mm. And that's what we have to understand. Our projects, they might be beautiful, but we have to not just let them be beautiful, but we have to present them beautifully. We have to put them in a place where our customers or consumers can get them and can get them with ease and and they're happy to do it. I think that when people buy into your product or project or trade or company, because every day I'm the guy telling people when to buy or sell, they buy into it because you have built the trust with them for them to Mm -hmm. believe your word Mm -hmm. that's what people consume don't for a moment think that someone cares about your website they care about your integrity your ability to deliver and the fact that if you deliver you want to deliver as high a value as you can and if you can't you're honest with them by telling them that you can't i think when people know that you're that kind of person man when they know that you're that kind of person they'll buy what you're selling They'll buy buy presents for your kids. When you cry, they'll cry along with you. When you celebrate, they'll be happy for you. Man, you've you've won someone over because you're not just dealing in transactional benefits. benefits. You're dealing in integrity and Mm. honor and doing people right. You're you're operating at a higher level than business. You're operating at a spiritual place where you're you're behaving in a karmic way. You want to give out good and then good will come to you. And that's really the essence for me. That's that first impression. Give people your best. Give people your best every day. Hey, maybe your best is a yes. Maybe your best is a, I can't do it today, but give them your best because they'll never forget that. They'll never forget it. And they'll always come back to the person that did them right.
0: Absolutely. And that's the mentality, or at least that's the perspective I've had of project managers that I'm in awe of, right? People that I go back to and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, if I can be better, that person's the perfect example of somebody who to your point led with integrity, they were completely transparent and honest with their stakeholders. They, if they, they put everything into their projects and even if the project failed, they were still highly regarded for putting their best effort into what they did. So uh, Thank you for kind of going through that, because I think, again, there's synergy across everything that you're saying and what we do as project managers. And I think there's two other areas I wanted to ask you about, which I think there is very good synergy here, which is number one for project managers. And you tell me, Jason, if this is the same for you, we always have to explain what we do. People do not understand the role of a project manager. Often it's, okay, well, are you managing people? And sometimes there are project managers who do, but more often they don't. Uh, That's one question. That's kind of one area where I think there might be synergy here because if I saw a trader, bond trader, I, I am definitely not fluent at all in what you do, but I know we have synergy at least across what we like the philosophies of what we do. The other area I would say is that their synergy is risk in projects. We are, projects are always a risk. Let's just put it like that. Every project is a risk. You're taking a risk to make a change for your company for the better or for the worse. but you know, you're, you're, you're taking a big risk. So some companies have a big risk appetite. They're super hungry for it. Other companies don't. Um, And as a project manager, you find yourself in an environment where you have to quickly understand which of those sides of the coin your company falls into, because it's there where if you have a company that's very risk adverse, you might not be able to get everything done that you would, all the change you would want to get done that you would think would make the company better because they don't want, they're scared, right? right? Whereas you have a company who's like, yeah, let's do it. I'd rather try, fail, try again. Um, And that's really where, you know, some of the best projects come out of the best experiences come out of because you have a business and a culture that supports you as a project manager for the changes you want to make. So that was a long winded way to say, Jason, do you have any thoughts on when somebody comes up to you and asks you? What do you do for a living? And you have to explain it every single time. And the other piece of that is, I imagine your business is built on so much risk. And I want to get your perspective on how do you perceive that? How do you, how do you make sure you're still successful amongst all the risks that you're surrounded by?
1: I'm so glad you asked. This is a great question for not just uh, project managers, but business people and people who just, if you're breathing and walking, uh, there's something that, uh, like a saying that says the jig is up. Have you ever heard this before? Like somebody yeah. say, oh, they've got us. The jig is up. Sure. You've ha- there is a magic in knowing that knowing the moment when something no longer is viable, there's a magic and there's a magic to creating that moment, manufacturing it. Do you remember on a Friday night in America, you would go into this big warehouse, door and from it you would see families all around buying these boxes of tapes. Do you remember this? And it was called Blockbuster. Oh, and yes. we would go in for everyone who was born recently. This is what America used to do on a Friday night. You would go to a Blockbuster that was usually right next to a pizza shop and you would order your pizza while it's getting made, you would go to the Blockbuster and you would rent videos. And you would rent those videos, then get the the pizza, you would take it home, and then you could play the the video while you ate your pizza. And that was Friday night in America. For decades. For decades. That was the project. The project was Blockbuster Videos. Up pops this thing called Netflix. Up pops this thing this new project and it replaces the previous project. Or or maybe you know about this company, little company called Sony. Now Sony, they're responsible for the Walkman, the Walkman now, the Walkman. People would have their tape player and their headset on and they would be playing a cassette tape and running around the streets of New York or Miami exercising as they take their music on the go. But here comes this other little company called Apple, and they create this thing called the MP3 player, the iPod. What I've just described to you was two examples, two projects where someone had a good one and someone came along with a better one. The, the sad thing that happens with project managers is that we don't know when the jig is up. OK, yeah. I, yeah. Every, every time I go outside, parenthetically, let's just put it like this. When someone asks me what I do, I don't tell them I'm a bond trader because it's just too much to explain. I sure. just say I'm a teacher and people okay. often wonder, well, what kind of teacher are you that you can fly here, live here, uh, vacation here or play golf there? Or right. why does a teacher have this many people with them or why does a teacher need a film crew? And then I have to tell them, well, I teach people how to trade the markets. And then everybody then says, oh, yeah, I trade, too. And then I'm like, great job. You know, so that's parenthetically. But project management, knowing when the jig is up and manufacturing that moment, what I want project managers to understand is that your project will die. Mm. Mm -hmm. It can be the greatest one in the world. You remember how great MySpace was? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. What about Black Planet? Black Planet. Anybody remember that? Anybody still got a Black Planet page? No, because somebody came and beat that. The problem with project managers, is we think that ours is the last of its kind. Mm -hmm. What you have to do is learn to compete with yourself. After your project gets done, find out a way to make it obsolete. And that's what's helped me in my business. In my business, I'm a trader right? So I buy low, sell high, or sell high, buy low. I'm in and out of the market basically each and every day. I use something called contracts and margin um, in my account in order to use money to go make money. Just think about it like that. Every Mm -hmm. time I get into a trade, I have an entry, I have a target, and I have something we call a stop loss. If the market goes to my stop loss, it is a place where the market should not go if the market is believing what I believe, as a project manager, just like as a trader, you have a belief when you start. As you continue with the project, the market could go in your favor fifty billion ticks. If sure. it doesn't hit your target, you're not out of the trade. Listen to me very well, everybody, because I'm. Is, this is on YouTube or like on it's video and audio or is it oh yeah audio.
0: Oh, yeah, we see you.
1: (laughs) Hey, everybody, listen to me real good. Okay, so I'm Jay. I'm here to help you, right? When you get into the market, somebody's going to tell you you want to invest. I don't care if you're an investor or a trader. What you're looking to do is put money in at some point and get money out more than you put in at a later time. Okay, that's the basics of it. It's like what people don't understand is there's this tool that we can use called a stop loss. So if you've ever heard of things like Black Monday, it's when everybody lost all of their money, but mm-hmm. they only lost their money because they never told the market, if I get this far down in money, just take me out because I must be wrong. Right. A trade is often like a project. Do you understand? When I get into the market, I might have a bias. The bias might be that the market will rise. If I click the button that says buy, then as the market rises, I will profit. When I am in that trade, not only do I get in, but I am attentive as the trade is going to where I believe that it'll go. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you something about the market and business and life. Anything can happen. When you're in this trade, just like you're in a project, you have to use a third tool, not just an entry and not just a target. I don't want to buy the market at a dollar and get it up to three bucks, right? I have to also use one more tool. That tool is called a stop loss. That is a line that if the market comes to this price, then what I thought was wrong. And I have to be cool enough to say the jig is up. I made a mistake, what I thought was wrong. Project managers, hear me out and hear me very well because I've developed... I'm in the middle of developing three projects right now. And I've developed like five or six before then. What she hasn't told you is I was on Shark Tank season 17. I started Mm -hmm. a company with my wife. We did a deal with Damon. We raised money. Um, I've done Kickstarters as projects. We did $85,000 in a month with a dog company. All of these sort of projects. And all of that is cool. I had apps in the app store. Um, Hey, man, I got married. What a project. I had kids. (laughs) What a project. All Mm -hmm. these projects. But you have to know when the jig is up, Mm -hmm. okay? You have to use that last tool. Now, here's something I wanna tell you. The last thing I wanna tell you about project management is the saddest part about the Sony Walkman is that they let Apple make the MP3 player. Mm -hmm. A company that was all about taking music on a mobile adventure, missed out on the greatest digital change in the world. Not only that, Wayne Huizinga with Blockbuster Video Failed. Exactly. Look, look at it. It doesn't say Sony. Wayne Heisinga, who had everybody coming to his shop all the time to rent videos, never realized that he should kill his own company with innovation. When you make that project and it's a blazing success and you're standing in front of so many and you're giving your acceptance speech and you're grateful and, and don't lose me here. Hey, pay attention. I know that you're checking your phone. Stop checking your phone. Listen to Ann because she got a great guest on. <laughs> Trying to help you with something. Listen to me really, really good here. I want you to realize that you're the person that should take your company out. Yeah. So, Jay, what do you mean? How are you doing it? Well, let me tell you, when I started my company, it was just me trading. Now I develop my own set of indicators. This is software that traders can use in order to find out what the market might do later. Also, I'm developing my own auto trader because I don't have to sit up every day in the market and tell people where to buy or sell. If Mm -hmm. I can just create a software that can do it, then the people can use the software. And now my success isn't limited by my own time and freedom, right? right? We always have to find a way to innovate ourselves out of the way, innovate our problems out of the way and greater serve the people who trust us with their resources to do it listen to me, that's the last, this is the best key. We don't make products so that we can be cool. We make products to help people. And there's always Mm. a better way to help people. Mm -hmm. There's a better way. I mean, the shirt is cool, but what about the blouse? And the blouse is cool, but what about the tank top? And the tank top will work, but what if it's cold? And the jacket, and what about the, well, you need, you, there's always a better way. And man, I love the cuff, but what about fur on the cuff? What about <laughs> buttons that, uh, you know, zip and snap? Like, w- there's always a better way. And it's yeah. your job, innovator, project manager, person at the company, to scream from the mountaintops. That making a million dollars a week at your company is great, but you have a project that can make them two mil a day. You have to scream it. It's your responsibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jason, I feel like you brought us through your your mentoring academy just in that whole speech right there. (laughs) I learned a lot. I I actually think I need to, to be honest, I need to play that for myself when this podcast is up every morning just as a source of motivation <laughs> no but that's there's so much Thank in you. that that you said in terms you. of you know in understanding when it's oh project managers have to realize to your point that projects end and sometimes you know i've been in projects where you're so invested your heart and soul is in it you're trying so hard for it the train not to fall off the tracks and it, you just you're watching it happen but yet you don't want to let go So I've seen project managers fall, they're sitting in the caboose and they're falling down as a train is falling off the track. And and (laughs) I think like ultimately what you're telling us is there's, you got to always be aware and better about what you are doing. And even in our projects, there's always going to be, which is why we have projects upon projects is that, yeah, you may have created one change, which helped the company, But guess what? That's not the only change that needs to happen. There's always going to be more and more. There's always going to be more and more. So I think that was amazing. I think
1: I think it's so important that what we do as project managers, you and I, because I consider myself one as well. Mm -hmm. I think what we have to do is depersonify the project. Like you the reason it's hard to let it go is because it is us to some degree.
0: Like we often refer to our projects
1: as our baby or Mm -hmm. this is my thing Mm -hmm. or man i've dreamt about this right and we have to depersonify like you are not your successes and you are not your failures no. okay hey everybody hey you might have projects that make 5 mil you might make projects that lose you 20 guess what you're still a good person i love you and loves you you know, like, <laughs> you're great. It's okay. Maybe the last one just failed. Maybe you're listening to this right now. And the last project just went belly up. You raised five mil. You thought it was going to be great. The, the ground underneath you changed. The ocean went from nice and blue to red. And the next thing you know, you're the smallest fish in the pond. And you got eight alive. I get it. Guess what? Get up. Dust your shoulders off. Dust yourself off. And go do it again, because you're not your failures and you're not your successes. You're not your gift. Depersonify your projects. They are things that you work on. Uh, There was an interview with Dr. Dre, and people talked about his writing process. And one thing that he shared that was the shocking, it was the shock of my life. He said, I don't fall in love with any of my songs. Hmm. Like, people might love them. I don't love them. They're just things. They're things I make up. Can you imagine having a thing that'll make you $50 million over a lifetime and not loving it at all? I think we have to place things where they go. Um, So many people fall in love with their songs. And then when the crowd doesn't clap, they say, well, I'm not a great artist. No, you're a great artist. You just wrote a song that this crowd won't clap to this night. It's all right. 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 Keep writing songs. Keep doing your thing. You know, and it's just like that. Hey, project manager, keep doing your thing. I know the metaverse is coming. Who cares? Keep doing your thing. I know that people are buying NFTs and you don't understand why a little picture of a fox could make $450,000 in a month, but keep on going. It doesn't (laughs) matter. At the end of the day, it's about being, it's not about tripping, it's about walking. And you're going to trip along the way. Just keep walking.
0: Jason, I mean, this has been incredible. I think I could speak to you all day I think in this conversation you've taught us all how to dream again which I know is another thing that I heard from you the other day as well and I think that will do it for us and this installment of the everyday PM podcast is there anything you else you want to kind of leave with the audience as words of wisdom I just
1: want to I want to leave this um I want to leave thanks okay like thank you for listening all right like listen like you're a good person and you you have lots of stuff you could be doing. But here you are listening to me. God bless you for doing that. And then, you know, you're with Anne. This is what I want you to understand. If you're not already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player of choice, right? Because here's somebody who's willing to do the work to vet people, yo, I had to like audition to be on the show. It's like a real thing. Like, so she's vetting people that will, she had like had questions, like, you know, it's a real thing. She has a heart to help. You see, you. like I live by two words. They are grow and serve, right? I want to grow. I want to grow my ability, my understanding, my intelligence, my, I want to grow. And then when I grow I wanna just grow so big, it's amazing. And then after that, right after that, I wanna serve. You see, like what, what good is a bigger barn if your neighbors are hungry? That's not the time to build a bigger barn. That's the time to, um, there's the, uh, in my faith, uh, what we believe is that you sow in squares, but you're reaping circles, mm-hmm. you reap in circles, you understand? You leave some for people who might not have had a good bumper crop this sure. year. Yeah, And what we have to do is realize that it is incumbent upon us to serve the people around us. There is no greater pleasure in life. You're talking to a guy that's, you know, lost eight grand by 11 o'clock and made 20 by 4 p.m. So money can't be the aim anymore. <laughs> what mm-hmm. we have to do is focus on people and helping them. That's why I want you to hit subscribe, hit follow on your social media. Do it right now. While you're listening, you can open up another window. These phones are smart. Go do it right now. Hit the subscribe, hit the follow, go find her on IG and do all of that. Why? Because she's a person that's here to help. And by the way, I wear the same jersey. I'm on the same team. So, you know, Jay the Trader is here to help you too.
0: (laughs) That was amazing, Jay. Jay the Trader, aka Jason Sweeting, aka just (laughs) a phenomenal person. It's been yeah. a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Hey, if you ever want to come back? Your your seat is, is warm. We saw other Zoom settings we can find ourselves in the next time we record this podcast. But anyway, as Jason said, please do so. Support the Everyday PM podcast. Support Jason as well. I'll make sure all the links to his social media his website everything is there if you're interested in learning more about what he does which I am um, if you want to continue the conversation about anything we spoke about on this podcast feel free to follow both of us on LinkedIn Jason I found you on there as well so we're both available there as well Um, and I think he pumped the subscribing and all that good stuff already but we're available on all of your podcasting platforms so feel free to find us on your Spotify's and your Apple Podcasts, etc on my YouTube channel as well YouTube dot com forward slash and campia hit the subscribe button notifications like this video give us a cool comment as well all right jason again thank you for your time it's been a pleasure introducing you to the everyday pm audience and until next time everyone take care wow.